Welcome to the Good to Know podcast, a podcast showcasing the good things happening in our community. I'm Bill Lunn and this is my uh, co-host Paul Reeser over here. He's a local businessman and member of the Committee of 100. Each podcast will focus on topics and initiatives that have a positive impact on our community. We talk a lot on the news here about uh, some of the bad things that happen, so it's nice to be able to turn that around and talk about some of the more positive things happening around uh, the shreveport Bossier area with new episodes available every other Wednesday, by the way. And you can find Good to Know wherever you listen to podcasts. Paul? Well, Bill, man, thank you so much for stepping in for the ever active and sometimes absent <laughs> Jeff Bob Four, who's out today. But uh, we're glad. Thank you so much oh, for stepping in, man. It's yeah. good to see you. You're going to bring a level of professionalism. I'm going to have to be on my toes. I'm going to. I'm going to try anyway. <laughs> and uh, I know you guys always do a terrific job together. So it's fun to be able to sit. Well, in. Well, thank you very Here's much. Here's some good things uh, for a change. Well, something good. You know, we're coming up on the holiday season, Christmas and Thanksgiving coming up, and I always see these folks ringing the bell, trying to get me to put money in these buckets. And I wonder, who is the Salvation Army? What branch of the military is this? <laughs> what goes on with the money in those buckets? And what do they do the rest of the year? Well, it turns out there's a lot going on all during the year. And we're gonna answer all those questions and more because today we have the Director of Development for the Northwest Louisiana Salvation Army, Miss Julie Allen. Thank y'all for having me so, it's great to be here. <laughs> oh, thanks Julie. Is it is it Captain Julie, General Julie? Nope, it's just Julie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that has a nice ring um, to it, though. But yes, uh, for Northwest Louisiana, our core officers are the majors, Luna and Pierre Smith. So we're guided by them. Okay, so there's actual officers in this army. Yes, sir. Um, they, depending upon what level of rank you can say, it depends on their level of service. They've actually been with the Salvation Army for over 24 years. Wow. Um, they actually are from Haiti originally, they came to the U.S. Um, they have a fantastic story. They're brilliant people. We love having them. Amazing. That's great. Well, tell me, like I say, I always wonder, what is the Salvation Army? I mean, it's, is it an army? Is it... Is it salvation? You know, what is it? Because I see the red signs and I wonder, is it an actual army? Can you describe it to us a little bit? In a sense, it. In some days it feels like an army uh, <laughs> <laughs> because we have a huge mission in order to help those that need it. Um, mm -hmm. We want to make sure anybody who comes to our doors has a hot meal, has a hand to hold them through whatever crisis they may be going through. Um, it's not a branch of the military. Um, it actually started in 1865 on the east end of London. Um, a gentleman by the name of William Booth uh, came out and he saw those who were tired, who were hungry, who were dirty, who needed a sense of salvation. and. Um, he reached out and they started kind of tent pop-up areas. They had marching bands that would come through to let people know, hey, come see us, we'll give you hot food, we can find a place for you to shower, and maybe listen to a little bit of preaching um, because okay. it is a church-based organization. Um, we want to make sure that people feel the love of God, but also know that no matter what your beliefs are, we are not gonna discriminate. There are so many um, nonprofits out there. They're all trying to get you know everyone's dollars and exactly. so forth. And I think people, you know, they only have so much money that they can just give away. They're mm -hmm. feeding their kids. They're feeding their families. They've got sports. Uh, you know, sports equipment is through right. the roof. Uh, there are a lot of expenses to living life. So I think they want to know exactly 
where their money goes to. And, and, and obviously at the holiday season, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. Paul, you see the folks out there, mm -hmm. sometimes in the very cold weather, yes. um, uh, asking for your donation. And, and so where exactly does that money go? What does that do in our community? So I can start off by saying 86 cents of every single dollar that's donated goes back into this community, helping those who need it. Whether it's through our food assistance programs, whether it's through our shelter, because we have our Miracle Center of Hope shelter that serves men, women, families with children and veterans, whether it goes through our Boys and Girls Club doors, helping those kids find a safe place that they can be in the afternoon so they don't have to worry about the shootings that are going around them. They don't have to about worry about going home and even knowing whether or not they're gonna get a hot meal. Um, but we, as the Army for Northwest Louisiana, serve eight parishes. Um, so we have outside help that goes to Sabine, that goes to Red River, um, especially right now since we're coming up on Christmas, we're about to be gearing into our Angel Tree program, which is for kids literally birth to age 12. Um, we actually have some expectant moms that are due in January and February of next year that we're trying to make sure that those kids that are coming into this world have something that's going to be for them. Um, alongside anything that's donated, we track it. So we know if your donation of $25 came in, we can basically tell you where it's going to go and how it's going to be of service to those in need. You, you raise a great point, and that is, and you said it right away, 86 cents on the dollar goes directly to help people. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when you make donations to nonprofits, mm -hmm. there are administrative costs, okay. there are all kinds of other expenses. I won't name names, but there was one very well-known uh, military nonprofit that was down to 10 cents on the dollar actually helping those wow. who was trying to serve mm. and uh, they've turned that around now but 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 86 cents when you go through that that's a thing you can examine with charities and 86 cents of course is considered Seems very good exceptionally yeah. efficient to me I know I never could run a hamburger stand with that kind, <laughs> of, <laughs> that that kind of efficiency but so <laughs> so then so I guess I'm understanding this is an international organization but you have regional offices and you're serving like the most needy yes. members of our of our communities yes so these homeless people are these mm -hmm. underemployed or what, what are the people and how do they find you it's homeless it's underemployed it's those who even might feel like they're employed at a great level but due to the high rising cost of food or the electric bills that are now coming out or mm. anything of that nature they are feeling the tightening of that belt and so they come to us we're over on 200 East Stoner we're right next to a cemetery it might seem crazy <laughs> and a little bit scary but that's home for us yeah. And no matter the need that comes in, whether we can serve it, whether we can find our community partners to help them, we want to make mm -hmm. sure that those people are getting the help that they need. So uh, East Stoner in Shreveport, I have an office in Shreveport now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not on East Stoner. It's, <laughs> I see, I've seen the area though. Why did you chose, I mean, it's not like the most affluent area in, in Shreveport. Wow. It's, not, it's not that far from here. It's no, right down it's the street not. from here. It, it's five minutes from here. Yeah. Uh, well, everything's pretty close actually in downtown Shreveport. <laughs> well, why, why did you choose that location? So the locations are chosen specifically in the areas that need us most. Those who don't have the facilities to be able to come to us, mm -hmm. they can literally walk to our doors. Um, downtown Shreveport, where we unfortunately see a lot of our homeless population on the side, they're not maybe a 15, 20 minute walk to our doors. Um, and our goal is to make sure that 
the needy and those who want specific help truly need the help because unfortunately you hear it where, well, how do they qualify? We go through step-by-step processes based Mm -hmm. on the grants that we receive, based on the um, dollars that we receive sometime because we're restricted funds for nonprofits. They tell us where we need to spend that money. Um, Those funds do help your neighbor next door. They do help those who are hungry and don't know whether or not they need to pay the light bill or feed their kids. They go to the families who want a better life, not only for themselves, but for their children. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I just, thinking of the stories and I've been with the army now for a little bit over Can you three share years. one of those stories specifically? I can. Um, let me control my emotions for just a half a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, speaking, actually when I first came in, um, COVID is actually when I came through. I got, joined the team in 2020 of June. Sure. Um, yeah. We had a family who they were waiting for our a room to open up in Carlos Haven, which is a section of our shelter dedicated to women and their children. Um, once we had a room open and they came through, we found, found out that they were literally sleeping in the cemetery that was right next mm. to us because mm. it's the safest spot sure. for them because no one would mess with them. Um, It broke our hearts, of course, Mm. Um, but it's a grandmother and her three grandbabies in which she had taken custody from her daughter because Mm -hmm. her daughter unfortunately had fallen into drugs and other issues. And um, Mm -hmm. these sweet babies, when they came in, literally only had the clothes on their back. Um, And we were able to help her find great employment. We were able to make sure that the girls were going to succeed in school. Of course, find them a bunch of new clothes. Um, They got adopted by Angel Tree and um, they got some really great gifts that year. I think the the littlest one was about three and she Mm -hmm. squealed with delight um, because we were able to kind of be a part of a Christmas party Mm -hmm. with them. but and then following up with them because through our uh, Carlos Haven we have a program called Pathway of Hope, which follows these families at least a year afterwards, if not longer, if they choose. Well, that, and that's another thing I want to ask because, mm-hmm. um, like you started out saying, well, sometimes people want to know where exactly is this money going. And Bill mentioned sometimes these nonprofits can get out of hand where they're not getting all the money isn't getting where it needs to go. Yep. But how can you be efficient to help folks get back on their feet? Because that, that's, I think, is a thing a lot of people, we don't want to just keep them in this, in this mm-hmm. uh, system of poverty that they're in. But folks are in trouble. Once you get start going down that path, it's hard to get turned back around. So what is it some things that, that you do to help people get back in the mainstream? So we kind of referenced that parable uh, when Jesus said, are you going to feed a man a meal? Are you going to teach him how to fish? Right. We are on the philosophy of let's teach you how to fish. Awesome. Um, Say we have a gentleman who enters into our shelter and he needs to find employment. He needs to get back on his feet. We work with him and other local agencies to get all the documentation that he needs for employment. Mm. We work to figure out what his trade skills are so that we we are finding things that he is good at. Um, maybe if he needs some counseling or mental health help, 
We locate other organizations that can help us build that bridge. Um, we also bring in other organizations that help teach final, uh, financial literacy classes, that help teach the building blocks of basic banking, so that way he knows mm. how to save, he knows how to budget, he knows how to set a good foundation. Um, and when he's ready, participants can stay with us up to six months, if not longer, if we do need an extension for specific cases. Um, he has a foundation, so when he leaves us, he's able to feel secure in how he's going, and he can feel like a productive and constructive citizen for mm. Shreveport Bossier, for our area. You brought up the uh, the faith component of there, mm. and I know you briefly touched on it earlier, but uh, you know I've lived all around the country, and I don't think I've seen a more faith-based community than, than, than Shreveport yep. Bossier, and really the rest of the architects here. Exactly. I mean, th th that is something that matters to a lot of people, and it probably matters when when they they give away their dollars. Mm -hmm. They want, many people, not everyone, but many people want to make sure they're giving their money to a faith-based organization. So talk a little bit about that. Like, what what is the faith component, and what kind of faith message are are the people in the program getting? So our core officers are actually our pastors. Um, they go through seminary um, and they get ordained. Um, we actually have church services if anybody wants to join us. We, we'd love to have you. It is on a stoner. Um, it's on about 10 a.m. on Sundays, but we handle Bible, uh, do Bible studies. We do spiritual counseling. When, when I say we, I basically mean our core officers. Um, Although we do have a couple, of, uh, a couple of our fellow employees that are very much in faith with God and do reach out if they're not available. Um, but we also don't try and push it on those who come in because some people are hesitant for those when they need or some people that's what they need. Um, but the organization itself is driven by what God wants us to do and that's to help our fellow man. Um, and we want to make sure that whenever we do something, we're doing it for how God wants us to do it. Um, because for a faith-based faith organization, we aren't the one at the helm, he is. Mm. Well, it sounds like uh, you guys have some good plans for the money going in the buckets. Yes, I got to go back to the buckets again. What do you <laughs> call? You call them kettles, or yes, they're called kettles. So you know, I see these people out there jingling the bell. Are they are they paid? Are they are they volunteers? They're both. Um, okay. We prefer volunteers, of course, um, but we also know that seasonal employment is great for a lot of people in the architects. Mm -hmm. um, and they can, right now we're signing up bell ringers for those who want either position. Um, they can actually go to registeredring.com in order to volunteer with us. Um, you have the ring.com domain name? Registeredring.com, wow. yes sir. Um, and the other thing too is if they don't want to get out in those cold elements, because mm -hmm. unfortunately the almanac's predicting that, um, we're going to, there's other options. They can go to nwlaemptystocking.org and they can fundraise virtually across their um, Facebook pages, across their emails, whatever okay. they'd like to do. But if a person wants to get out there and get cold it could, and, and it could feel drop that down Christmas. It could dro get, drop down into the 50s. Yes. <laughs> they might have to put <laughs> on a, a heavy sweater. jacket, yeah. <laughs> Maybe some mittens exactly. for me. Well, and so how you have employees versus volunteers. Who raises the most money? Is there a difference? I have to say our volunteers win hands down. Wow. Really? Um, nice. I want to say 
If you look at the numbers, volunteers bring in three to five times more than a paid volunteer, a paid bell ringer. Um, and that's why they're important because they have the love of wanting to do good. They mm -hmm. have the joy of ringing that bell. I mean, and of course mm -hmm. you can have fun with it. Dress in your Christmas sweater, play some Christmas music, say Merry I see, Christmas I mean, to all the strangers. When the, when the guy's singing and he looks at me and points, <laughs> right. you know, exactly. I'm like, I'm going to go. Hard to say no. <laughs> As opposed to the person. A couple of questions related to that. One, yes. uh, people like me, I hardly ever carry cash. Um, mm. So certainly you guys have probably tried to work around or accommodate yep. that. We have, um, you'll see on the kettle stands, there's Google Pay, there's Apple Pay. Um, there's also going to be a QR code that you can scan to donate. Very good. Um, so and no, no excuse. No Don't excuse. have cash on me. Uh, that or if you're <laughs> running into a grocery store, I mean, you can do cash back. Right. I mean, so, but the thing is, the most important reason why you drop money into that bucket, even if it's five cents, is it does help. I mean, your $4 that you might get your fancy cup of coffee from mm -hmm. helps do a hot meal for a family or helps do a hot meal for an individual in our shelter. Mm -hmm. um, $25 will feed your neighbor in need for a week. Uh -huh. um, 175 actually will allow somebody to be in our shelter for two weeks for free. Um, so it helps. Absolutely. And I know in, in having lived around the country that there are these magical stories of somebody who'll drop like a gold coin in <laughs> or is, is there anything that like that that happens here that you can relate to us? Any special donor or donations that you get yes. traditionally? Um, uh, my first kettle season, um, we were going through kettles and there was a check that someone had dropped in for $10,000. Wow. And nice. we have a thing when we're counting cash or counting the money that if there's a hundred dollar bill. We we start singing our favorite Christmas song. Wow. Well, we sing for a very long time, <laughs> <laughs> and bad. that type of like you said, magical golden coin, just reinstills in us the mission. Reinstills in us why we do what we do. Why mm -hmm. it's important to continue service. And while we're talking about these, the kettles, mm -hmm. the other thing that I think as a news person I've covered over the years is sometimes it's getting harder for you guys to find a place. Some businesses have said, uh, well, we're not going to do the kettles out front mm -hmm. this year, and, and you guys have to kind of backtrack or figure out a new plan. Has that been an uh, issue that's challenged you? Um, not really. Uh, I do have to say we have some great national partners Good. who work with us. Um, you'll see us slowly coming into the community based on when they want us in front of mm -hmm. their doors. Um, mm -hmm. And we are grateful for every minute that we're out there. Um, with those partnerships, we can grow. We're able to meet those individuals who are working those stores, those general managers who are at those stores, and they understand the impact of why, what we're doing in front of those kettles. Mm -hmm. um, businesses, my bad. Um, we're looking at, we actually can also show them the impact of their store because we keep track of each location and how well each location does. Mm -hmm. And we can say out of all the Walmarts, <coughs> this one right here is the, mm -hmm. the best. It's, it's the one ha that gave us the, the highest amount of donations. And same thing with other um, businesses in the area. Even if you have a small mom and pop shop, we have tiny tabletop kettles we will highly give you and let you, uh, and let you have on your counters throughout the season. Um, and then we can tell you the impact that it had coming into our um, facilities. I'm just thinking, my business hat keeps coming on. I'm thinking, can we bonus these folks? Like if this <laughs> should be a $1,000 bucket, get 50% of everything over $1,000 today. 
things yeah you know, have you ever thought of that or do you yes i mean i, I know it's i don't know i just go straight to how do we increase this you know productivity you are such a businessman <laughs> we he, can't, he can't help it hey i love business but that does then. good it is it does good to do good you know mm -hmm. bonusing is is a great way I mean, we have companies folks. who actually sponsor Cuddle themselves mm -hmm. who say, okay, I'm going to put $1,000 in the bucket and anything past 1000 I can match by, say, 20%. Um, we've had a, few, a couple individuals who have done that for us. Mm -hmm. And it's great. It's a great tax return for the business. Mm -hmm. um, it's also great for the people in the community to see that, hey, that individual is giving mm -hmm. back. That individual wants to make our community better and it, they're not just saying it they're putting their actions mm -hmm. into place and i definitely want to talk about the other things that y'all do because you do other cool things but yes. just one last thing about the about the kettles <laughs> you know just a few just i would imagine every time you put even just a dollar in the mm -hmm. kettle it just inspires the they jing the bell a little louder you know, yes. it kind of inspires that person that's doing that good work just and, doing it uh, myself and it's, and it's all adds up you know even yep. every little dollar when you go by have you have you ever been I, the bell i have i've rung the bell um we actually do an employee challenge um i was over at the benton brookshire's and there was actually this little bitty four-year-old girl who's coming up hands full of change to come and <laughs> oh, put it into the bucket sweet. and that just it touches you in a way that you see okay good we have someone growing up who's going to know the foundation of giving mm. the foundation of giving back yeah mm -hmm. um and Little kids just touch your heart. Yeah. Um, it's it's that's just powerful. I, I gave a bike away to a kid once uh, over in Bossier, mm -hmm. and he came and he went to his house and he came back and he gave me a penny, and I was like, <laughs> I am never getting rid of this penny because you like you said, it meant so much, mm -hmm. and it wow. meant a lot to him to 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 yeah, to, to do pay that. For it. So that yeah. that's that's special. It is. It's very special. This is so emotionally. Obviously, touching you, you. Heart it's not this. just a job. So, nope. how did you how did you come to this, and and what is it like to work at this organization? Um, it was one of those God closes a door, opens a window moments. Um, in 2020, I got laid off from where I was working originally, and mm -hmm. through the power of him working different ways, I was able to actually talk to a member that was on the board. I got interviewed by the member on the board first. Um, and then he said, hey, this is this is someone who I think you should take a look at. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was able, at the time, we had a different set of officers. They were captains. And I was mm -hmm. able to speak with him in great detail um, as to my service background and why I thought I was going to be, of course, good for the position. Mm -hmm. um, but what was really funny is my last interview when I was meeting with my our rep at DHQ, I had just gotten married that weekend. So 2020 was a huge year for me. <laughs> it was a big year it's for a, the year world. We were all not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, COVID certainly changed the way uh, mm -hmm. that we do a lot of things. And, yes. and while we're on that, how did it? You know, it, it changed our business. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't used to see Zoom interviews on there. Right. Now we're, I just walked past uh, one of our reporters doing a Zoom interview, mm -hmm. you know. And it's not just that, it's a lot. We have remote producers now. We have a lot mm -hmm. of things changed because of mm -hmm. COVID. So what changed for the Salvation Army uh, as a result of COVID? I, I mean, part of that was that year it was, you, you couldn't have that face-to-face -face and mm -hmm. it impacted you guys then, but what, what's changed now? I can tell you we never closed our doors. Yeah. That mm. is one thing. Um, wow. If we had individuals coming in need, of course we were wearing our masks and doing PPE protection, um, but we never closed our doors um, because we knew that that virus was going to cause a greater need. Yeah. Um, 
and we saw a spike in those coming to us for assistance, whether it was utility assistance, rental assistance, um, uh -huh. food insecurity. Um, and right now we're in the middle of another big spike. We're seeing about a 20% increase for those same needs. Mm. Um, we have Americans all around the United States that are suffering, that are living paycheck to paycheck. And with gas prices increasing, with grocery prices increasing, they're wondering, how am I going to make it? Um, and we just want to help where we can. Um, recently, we just did a food drive because our pantry got very low. And I have to say thank you to those who donated because we now have about 9,000 grocery items that are on our shelves now that we're able to sustain these families with. Um, mm. How do people find out about you? Who is it that's coming to your facility every week or every day? They find out through multiple different ways. They ha mm -hmm. We have other community partners in the area who say, okay, this is the organization you need to go to for ABC, XYZ. Um, they, it's word of mouth between mm -hmm. those who are homeless and transient. Mm -hmm. um, and then people know the name of the Salvation Army. I mean, mm -hmm. we've been around since 1865. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to know an organization that's been around for that long. Mm -hmm. And to even know the mission. And I know you're leading into other things that we do throughout the year. I mean, mm -hmm. we were doing fan, a fan drive for seniors. We have done food boxes through. Literally fan, box fans for yes. in the summertime, yeah. Yes, and we were able to partner with Music Mountain and give them a case of water too, which was great. Which nice. is your neighbor over there. It is, they are, they're fantastic neighbors. And so is Coca-Cola. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but the, the other thing is, is people know us from our history. I mean, mm -hmm. in World War One, we had donut lassies who were out there providing some mm -hmm. sort of fun give to those sh mm -hmm. soldiers. I mean, they mm -hmm. were taking shells or coffee cans to crank, uh, crank centers in the middle of the donut so mm -hmm. that way they could put it on top of their bayonets or on their finger because of everything that they were ca uh, carrying. Oh, I mean, and, and we actually have some video um, of when they were actually on the front lines with those so mm -hmm. shoulders where soldiers, where they picked up a bayonet of themselves. Mm. I mean, and these are women. I mean, mm -hmm. 18 to 24 years old. But even now, as I interrupted, as you were going through this list, you have uh, uh, thousands of meals you give out every year, every week. Every, you give out meals, home, play for homeless people. Give me, give me the <laughs> list real quick so I can. Um, so in terms of food, uh, we do monthly food boxes for those who come through. Um, during the holidays, we do food boxes specifically for seniors uh, for Thanksgiving as well as for Christmas. Um, every third Thursday, we're out over at the Hope House um, doing hot meals for the homeless. We usually range between 70 to 90 meals there. Thanksgiving coming up, we are going to be having um, a big, huge Thanksgiving meal. The last few years, it's been over a thousand people who wow. we have either, they've walked up to pick up or we were able to deliver to shut-ins or we were able to feed those in the apartment complexes that were close to us. Mm. Um, we're always, and then, or you have somebody just like yesterday afternoon who comes to our door, who is hungry, who hasn't eaten anything for almost two days, mm. that we're able to bring, give him basically a bag lunch and a few waters. So That's that right, we were talking on the phone and you said, I'm sorry, Paul, I have a hungry person here. I'm gonna have to let you go. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you went into, 
that happened right then when we were on the, obviously every day people just walk up and then also the angel tree yes so that's not necessarily a person that's starving to death or homeless but some but an opportunity for for why do you do the angel tree so like i said uh, so angel tree is children literally birth to age 12. um it serves the you can really see the impact in our parishes at during angel tree um it's really cool to actually see all of the bags when they come in across our gym floor mm. um but one of the things you get Last year, it was actually a, a gentleman from Webster Parish that called me. Um, he was a veteran. Mm -hmm. He said, I've always been able to pay my bills. He said, but the inter my electric bill is the same price as my mortgage. He said, I wow. have three boys. I have never been able to not get them Christmas. And, and he starts crying on the phone with me. And wow. I, of course, am crying with him because I was very pregnant last year. And so <laughs> <laughs> that didn't help me at all. You're not a crier, are you? <laughs> Um, but <laughs> just hearing how thankful, because he kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, mm -hmm. thank you. Right. And they want the most basic thing. They want Legos. They want Nerf guns. They mm -hmm. want clothes to put on their back or for school. They, mm -hmm. It's not your high-end expensive, oh, I want a $700 iPad. No, these are the things that you can easily pick up off the shelves in Walmart. Mm -hmm. um, and we're looking to have around 1,700 to 1,800 kids again this year. Wow. When you call it an angel tree, is, is mm -hmm. the kids' names on the tree? Do you, do you buy the gifts? How, how does it work? So each of our angels actually gets their own individual tag. You get to learn their first name, kind of their age, their gender, mm -hmm. and what they'd like for Christmas, um, whether it's Paw Patrol and Cocoa Melon or whether it's maybe a tablet and headphones for our older kids because a few of those tablets have now become a lot more affordable to get. Mm -hmm. um, but we want to make sure that these kids feel special and mm -hmm. they don't wake up Christmas morning with nothing. Yeah. yeah. So we're about out of time, but let me, let me ask you this because I know some people based on your stories and mm -hmm. the, the seeing your heart in this are going to want to contribute. Yes. If, if, if you, if there's somebody out there that would like to make a donation, obviously the red kettles are coming up, but we're yep. still probably another month away from that at least. Nope, just a week. Just a week <laughs> away. Okay. Well, in the interim, if they want to make a donation or yep. they don't want to go down to the store, what is the best way for them to do that? They can mail it to us at 200 East Stoner if they prefer to write a check. If they want to do an online donation, um, we you can search Salvation Army Northwest Louisiana and our website will pull up um, and they can donate online that way. Um, and of course, if someone said, I don't really want to do financial, but I'd love to do put more food in your pantry. We're going to mm -hmm. take it. I mean, we at the we're moment. volunteers for your kettles. Volunteers. Yes, please. And thank you. We love them to the world and back because they are the army behind us because we can't do so much without them. And you can, can you volunteer say, we're going to have our Sunday school wants to do three weekends this, this season or yes. you, know, you don't have to sign up in your 40 hours a week. It's no. -mm. Now you okay. can sign up. We'll be ringing from Tuesday through Saturday. Um, we have about 38 locations this Christmas season that we're going to be able to have the potential to ring at. And each time, whether you want to volunteer for two hours or whether you want to get a group and hash up a whole day, um, we're going to make it work. Wonderful. That's great. And then one more thing. If, if uh, a group or a person says, oh, I want to 
do Christmas for one of these kids on the angel tree. Mm -hmm. where, do you, where do you find that? Where is the angel tree? Where do you get the names? So there's going to be multiple different locations all mm -hmm. around town. Um, of course, both the malls are going to have angel trees. We have one here at the core. Um, the other thing is, is they can give us a call at 318-424-3200 and they can say, hey, I want a family of five. And I'll be like, all right, where are you at? And I will drive it to you. Wow. Uh, because yeah. when it comes to kids and when it comes to those need, especially, mm. I want to I want to see it happen um, and so and we coordinate um, right now I've been working with our businesses that have actually adopted from last year and I want to say so far 90% of them have come back on board there's just a couple voicemails I'm waiting for them to answer um, but it's a lot of fun um, you get really yeah. attached to these kids yeah. um, I actually had someone earlier asked me, they're like, hey, the kid I adopted last year, is she back on Angel Tree? Can yeah. I get her oh, again? Oh, that's sweet. Um, so is there that, can, do they know who it is? is it? Yes and no. Okay. So you kind of get an idea based on the first name, but you okay. don't really know where they're from. Right. The only, we do. They but, still get that feeling. Though. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it is those who are in Caddo Bozier. It's those who are in DeSoto. It's those who are in Sabine Red River, Webster and Claiborne. Good. Uh, and Bienville. Well, I usually don't pass up those buckets, but this year I'm definitely not going to pass up any of those buckets. <laughs> well, are you going to carry some change, or are you just going to go guess. with the QR code? I've got a bucket at home full of change. I think I'll just, is, before I go to the <laughs> Walmart even, and Bossier, I know some you guys ones. are there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, yeah well, I'm not that cheap, I guess. <laughs> you calling me out here, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm you just glad Bime Force not just dumped the whole bucket in there. Hey, right. we'll take it. We will take it. Um, but the other thing is, is you can fundraise for us. Like yeah. I was saying, you can go on our website, NWLA Empty Stocking. You can say, hey, I want to fundraise, say, $500 this year for Salvation Army. And every single penny that you uh, your fundraiser paid, you can see all your friends and family who have uh, donated. Wonderful. And you can say thank you to them too, um, because every dollar counts. Those reoccurring $5 donations that we get, mm. those are some of my most favorite people because I know no matter how small, we're gonna use it, we're gonna make a purpose with 87 it. 87% of that's going right to that. Mm -hmm. Jill, I love your passion and I appreciate you coming out. Well, I appreciate y'all having me and it's an absolute blessing to be here. Right. Well, thank you, Julie, so much. And uh, Paul, always a pleasure. <laughs> thanks, and, uh, Thanks so much for watching. And for those of you listening, thanks for listening. And of course, if you can, reach out and help the uh, Salvation Army of Northwest Louisiana. We'll see you later.